0: Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being, because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. Today, we're gonna be talking about boundaries and the three boundaries that every marriage needs, okay? But first, let's tackle what boundaries are, okay? Like, you hear about it, but maybe you don't know how to set it. Maybe you've tried and you haven't been successful and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. And you're kind of feeling the impact of that, right? So boundaries is a hot topic right now. Actually, I see it all over the place, maybe because I'm looking for it. Uh, I actually just recently bought two different books about boundaries to uh, read to my kids. So right now for me, at least in my world, in, in what I am interested in learning right now, boundaries is a really hot topic when it comes to parenting, right? As we try to teach our kids how to keep themselves safe and advocate for their own safety and personal boundaries, I thought it'd be a great topic to bring up here because boundaries are important to have in every single type of relationship, right? Just like how it's important for our kids to understand boundaries with their friends, And with themselves and with their future relationships, boundaries is also important in your marriage because it's a really big, significant relationship in your life. So today I want to share about what the heck they are, why they're important, why they are hard to set, and the three types of boundaries every marriage needs at a minimum. Okay, so boundaries in a nutshell, teach people how to treat us. So in the most basic form, that is what a boundary is. It teaches others how to treat us. It teaches them what's okay and what's not okay. And this can differ by person, right? So my boundaries might look different from yours. And yours might look different from your husband's. And it can change over time. Healthy boundaries is what creates a separation between you and your husband. Because we're talking about marriage here, okay? It creates a separation. So that phrase of like, where's your other half? Where's your better half? You complete me that is not respecting you two as the individuals that you are. You are not here to complete each other. You are not each other's other half. Maybe you're the other half of the couple, but you are each whole ass beings, okay? And when there are no boundaries or maybe weak boundaries in your marriage, That's what we have what's called a codependency. We don't want that. Okay. That's where there is no clear line between where you end and your husband begins and vice versa, which means that what you do is responsible for how your partner feels. So on and so forth. So Let's say you do something and they get upset. A codependent relationship would mean that you would assume that responsibility, that you did that thing, and were the cause of their feelings, okay? We are each responsible for our own feelings, but we're also responsible for our actions, okay? Now, when you think of boundaries, I want you to think of, like, the bubble. Okay. Think of your personal bubble. Or if we talk about sports, think about what like out of bounds means in terms of sports, basketball, soccer, football, whatever, right? Anything that happens within the boundaries is great. Anything outside is not allowed. This works in the sports world because everyone is aware of what those boundaries are. They're part of the rules. It's the rules of engagement. And when everyone plays by the same rules or the known rules, the game gets to continue smoothly. Everybody enjoys themselves. It gets to keep going. And everybody knows... The rules. Same for your marriage. When boundaries are communicated and reinforced, this allows for the two of you to enjoy the marriage while feeling safe, supported, and respected. When those things exist in a relationship, that's when you can both feel relaxed to be yourself and truly have fun and open up and be vulnerable with each other, which leads to more depth and trust in the relationship. When boundaries are not communicated, it's like navigating a minefield. You or your spouse then don't know how to proceed going forward because it's not clear, right? It's almost like walking on eggshells with each other, tiptoeing you're not sure which version of you or your spouse is going to come up because it's not clear about what's okay and what's not okay. Now, let's talk about what boundaries are not because boundaries can be misused in relationships and it can actually break trust. It can cause uncertainty and it can cause defensiveness, and the point of boundaries is to make sure that everybody has a voice, their needs are respected, and that you two can both feel comfortable being in the relationship, knowing that your needs for safety, support, and whatever are being honored so that you can continue being in the relationship and experience it to its fullest potential, okay? Boundaries are not a way to control others or threaten them. Boundaries are not ultimatums, Saying, if you keep using your phone past 9 p.m., I'm gonna leave you. You're gonna have to sleep on the couch. That's not a healthy boundary okay? Boundaries are requests and a chance to have a conversation around what you each need to feel comfortable together rather than a punishment if they do something. So it is not a means to punish someone. It's not a, if you do this, then this is going to happen to you, right? Ultimately, the person you're sharing it with, say your husband, ultimately you sharing your boundary with your husband, they have a choice of whether they want to respect it or not. Okay, like I said, it is not a form of control. It is a request. Now, the reason why boundaries are hard to set is because maybe your parents didn't demonstrate that to you. Maybe there was a codependency between you and your parents. Did they make you responsible for how they felt through your actions? When you quote unquote misbehaved, did they say things like, you make me mad? When you did that, it made me so upset. I'm so mad at you for doing this. You are so ungrateful because you didn't say thank you. Like any type of criticism where it made you think that you were responsible for how they felt may have been making your ability to set boundaries challenging. Boundaries are, at a core level, your way of loving yourself, of of seeing yourself as an individual person who has autonomy over the self, you're advocating for yourself. You're saying, these are my needs. My needs get to exist here inside of the relationship, as do you. And boundaries can be hard to set when, if we don't know how to do it, it has gone horribly wrong. Or we were with an incompatible partner who didn't choose to respect the boundaries. Now, here's a tough one. Another reason that boundaries could be hard to set is because you set it and then you don't reinforce it. This is especially true for those who have been with their partner for a really, really long time and are trying to set a new boundary. When you have developed a pattern of how you two are together, let's call it dynamic. You guys have been set in how you two talk to each other, navigate conflict together, be intimate with each other, all the different ways that you guys are interacting with each other. And when you first discover, hey, I actually have this boundary and I want to set it, you set it, but you don't give your partner the opportunity to get used to it, right? It's kind of like habits where let's say every morning you reach for a mug to make your cup of coffee. And then you tell yourself, I'm going to set a boundary where I don't drink coffee anymore because it makes me anxious. But you've developed this habit of reaching for that cup. Reaching for that cup, it's become part of your morning routine. It takes time to break that habit, okay? Now, caveat here. This is a boundary that's unrelated to physical safety and emotional safety, okay? Although, it does take time to undo those as well because there are reasons why people are doing these things. Not to say that you need to continue staying there and taking it. However, if you are wanting to and have the capacity to be there and help them unlearn all that stuff so that they can show up as that partner, that they desire to be, that you want and need, then yes, give them that time, but make sure that you're seeing progress, right? We don't go with empty words here. Words mean nothing, action means everything, okay? But those are some reasons why boundaries have been hard to set. Boundaries take time and consistency, and above all, your self-worth. You prioritizing and championing your self-worth has to be at the very, very foundation of your desire and motivation to keep going. If you question that and they see it as like, a, oh, it would be nice to have, people are going to take the path of least resistance. Oh, she must not be that adamant about it. She mentioned it once, but I haven't heard it again. So I'm just going to keep doing me. Not that it's malicious, but people are creatures of habit, right? They might not even know they're crossing your boundary. But that's why you have to keep reinforcing it anytime you see it. They might not mean to. But if you want it to stop, And if you want to prioritize your comfort level in the relationship when it comes to boundaries, having that clear separation between you and your husband, this is ongoing work that's going to need to take place, right? Obviously, over time, you're not even going to have to say it anymore. It doesn't even have to be an explicit boundary because it is what it is. It's part of what makes you two, a couple. Okay, and I'm sure your husband has boundaries as well that you're going to need time to adjust to, right? Because we're all just being who we think we are. And when we choose to honor someone's boundaries request, it takes adjusting time and effort for us to do something different to respect them and create that level of safety in the relationship with each other, all right? Now, here are the three types of boundaries that every marriage needs. You need boundaries with yourself, boundaries with your husband, and boundaries with your kids, okay? Now, examples of boundaries with yourself can include taking personal responsibility over your feelings actually this one must include (laughs) the other ones are may. prioritizing your time so that you are putting time where it matters for example let's say you spend a lot of hours binging social media or netflix or hulu whatever your choice of thing is but you feel disconnected from your husband. Okay, so there's a there's a misalignment there. You say you don't have time, but yet a lot of your time is being spent doing things that aren't yielding you the results that you want. So there is space, and it's a matter of holding yourself accountable for how you make your choices. Another one is giving yourself the sleep you need to be your best self. Along with what you eat, if you are eating healthy, you can feel better, right? If you're constantly consuming things that are leaving you feel sluggish, let's say fried food or um, things with rich ingredients like a lot of butter or... I don't know, different things, cheese, whatever, right? If that upsets your body and it has you feeling sluggish and and drained and it doesn't give you energy, that might be a boundary you want to hook for yourself to be like, oh, I want to treat my body like the temple that it is and I'm going to put good stuff in it most of the time (laughs) because we are human and junk food is tasty sometimes, right? Another boundary could be not working after a certain time. So having that boundary of like, I'm not going to work after, I don't know, five o'clock, four o'clock, whatever. So that you don't put yourself in a situation where you feel that guilt for not being there with your family, for not spending your time how you want to, because you are letting someone else dictate how you live life right? Whether it's external standards, whether it's your own internal standards, right? Another big important personal boundary that you can have with yourself is your self-talk. How are you talking to yourself about yourself? Are you constantly putting yourself down, right? Are you not exercising self-compassion? Are you mean to yourself but kind to everybody else? Okay, so those are just some ideas of personal boundaries you can have that can impact your marriage because you're just not taking care of yourself. Examples of boundaries that you can have with your husband are not cussing at each other, right? Being very mindful about how you communicate with each other, even in the face of conflict, Having consent for certain or all types of physical touch. Not criticizing each other. Watching how you talk to each other in front of the kids. No lying. No cheating. Consulting with the other for purchases like over a certain amount. Let's take a thousand dollars. Maybe not even having sex between the hours of like 11 and 5 a.m. And most importantly, not being responsible for each other's feelings. Not to say that doesn't mean that you don't care about each other's feelings, but again, remember we don't want codependent relationships. So we're each gonna take responsibility for our own feelings. And finally, example of boundaries, for your kids could include no interrupting when people are talking, right? Like, so if you are talking with your husband and your kid comes up and like, mommy, mommy, want to milk," Do you face them and attend to them and then go back to the conversation? Or do you say, hold on, mommy's talking to daddy and then expressing that, hey, interrupting is only okay. If it's in the face of an emergency, including fire, someone's getting physically hurt and there's blood involved, whatever, okay. Whatever your tolerance level is and then setting that boundary. So they know that when you and your husband are talking, that's something to be respected plus interrupting is rude anyway, right? That's not something we want to teach our kids to do. In any circumstance, they have to use their eyes and read the room, right? Be aware of what's going on and practice waiting. Patience. Another boundary could be knocking before entering your room when the door is closed. Bedtime at 8 p.m. So that you and your husband have time to connect with each other, even if it means that they're still reading in their bed just as long as they're in their room. Another boundary could be that they sleep in their own bed or they they don't come into your room until after a certain time in the morning, like 7.30 in the morning, eight o'clock, whatever. And maybe one boundary that you have with them is that they're in charge of their responsibilities and you are not going to do them. We have this new thing that we're trying is that if we notice that our kids don't do their their chores or or what my friend Sharice calls house contributions, we ask them if they're going to do it or if they're going to pay us to do it. So that's been kind of a fun experiment. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) But your kids are capable of doing things. Right, There are age appropriate chores for them to do to aid in the overall happiness of the family. And seeing how women in general have been conditioned to take on a lot, right? To just assume the role and do all the things because we are capable and we can do them and we have practiced doing them, let them help. Because when we don't, and we assume that role, that leads to burnout, which does not make for a fun person to be in a relationship with, okay? So if you want to stop feeling angry, cranky, frustrated all the time, and you want to be more of that, like, carefree and fun and flirty and loving and supportive and patient, all the, you know, good positive feeling adjectives, you might want to instill this, okay? Besides, they're great life skills, because at the end of the day, when your kids are adults, they're going to need these skills to take care of themselves. So what better to teach them young for age-appropriate things and just keep adding on, right? Because as a family, we are a team. And a team cannot be run by one person. You are not meant to do it all, even if you can. And when you are able to leverage your family as a team, you're going to get more time and energy back, which you can then devote to yourself, devote to your husband. Okay, so Those are some examples of boundaries that you can have in your family with yourself, with your husband, with your kids, so that you can set up a great environment to lead to a successful relationship. Boundaries are necessary for the growth of your relationship for the betterment of you to feel like you are your best self. Okay. And when you are not feeling great, when you're feeling like your husband is responsible for your emotions and you're responsible for his and there's boundaries being crossed all over the place, that's very depleting. When you clearly know where you end Like, you know where your edges are, you know where your bubble is, and everybody understands what's okay, what's not okay with each other in the family dynamic, everything can run a lot smoother. You're not only demonstrating and teaching and modeling to your kids, hey, your individual feelings and needs matter but you are also creating a better experience for everyone in the time being. So no matter how young they are, even if you're like, I don't even know if they're picking up what I'm trying to do anyway, so like, what's the point? No, what you're doing is you are living by example and normalizing that boundaries is essential, okay? It's it's essential for relationships and. These are our most important relationships. And so when we exercise boundaries and we set them in a healthy way, right? Not in a way to punish, not in a way to, then it becomes self-care for us. It's sustainable. It helps us be who we wanna be. And we get to curate the relationships In a way that feels good for everybody. That's it for this episode. I hope that you listening to this episode can help you create stronger boundaries that help you enjoy not only your life better, but your marriage and your experience of motherhood. And if this is something that you are wanting help with, this is something that I specialize in, that I work closely with my one on one clients to develop and reinforce in their lives so that they can enjoy their life in their marriage while they're raising their kids. Check out the show notes for more information on how you can learn more about how to work with me. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll catch you back here next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the marriage and motherhood podcast. I hope that this episode helped you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly with yourself. If you know someone that this episode would help, please share it. All right. See you back here next week. Bye.